0: week. Stay safe, Hong Kong. It's one o'clock. I'm Pierre Tremblay. The top stories. An international panel of experts says Hong Kong's police watchdog needs more powers if it's to conduct a rigorous inquiry into the policing of the protests here. The Democratic Party chairman, Wu Chi-Wai, says he believes there'll soon be a top-level government reshuffle and a lawmaker spends the night in Lechko, thereby avoiding arrest. An international panel of experts says the police watchdog, the Independent Police Complaints Council, needs more powers if it's to conduct a rigorous inquiry into the policing of the protests in Hong Kong. And it said if this can be done, there may be a compelling case for an independent inquiry. This follows an announcement last September by the IPCC that five foreign experts would be joining its panel to study police conduct during the extradition bill saga. Jimmy Choi reports.
1: In a position statement report of progress tweeted by one of the experts, Clifford Stott of Keele University, on Saturday, the expert panel said there were structural limitations in the scope and powers of the IPCC inquiry, and this would inhibit its ability to gather evidence. It said the watchdog needed to improve its ability to access important documents and validate accounts supplied by police and others. It also said it had to enhance its capacity to identify and secure evidence from key witnesses outside policing. Protesters and critics, including some well-known rights groups, have accused the police of using excessive force and abusing the power, and have called for an independent probe into the behaviour of officers. But the government has rejected this demand, saying the existing mechanism is enough to address the issue. Complaints made against police officers are investigated by the force itself, and the IPCC can only monitor how these probes are carried out. The IPCC does not have any investigative power. The panel also suggested that an independent inquiry may be the best way to proceed, assuming changes can be made to the way the IPCC works.
0: Democratic Party Chairman Wu Ji-wai says he believes there'll soon be a top-level government reshuffle as an anti-extradition crisis enters its sixth month. Speaking on RTHK's letter to Hong Kong, Mr Wu said even though President Xi Jinping had showered Chief Executive Carrie Lam with praise when they met in Shanghai on Monday, that didn't mean Mrs. Lam was here to stay. When Xi Jinping met with Carrie Lam this week, he
1: expressed a high degree of trust in her and fully acknowledged the work of her and her governance team. However, Chinese politics can be ruthless. One can still be stepped in the back even though a moment ago one was highly appreciated by the leader. Hu Jintao was still praising Dong Jianhua for his work four days before the later stepped down History is bound to repeat itself. Hence, how long Carrie Lam
0: can stay in power is still questionable. Mr. Wu said a communique issued after last month's Communist Party plenum also implied that Beijing would be taking full control of senior government appointments, making a reshuffle likely and reducing the SAR's autonomy. Police officers have failed to arrest Democratic Party lawmaker Lam Juk-ting as planned. He's one of the seven pro-democracy lawmakers who have been notified by the force that they'll be arrested for disrupting a Lechko meeting vetting the anti-extradition bill in May. Officers went to his Sha Tin home this morning only to discover that Mr. Lam wasn't there. He stayed at Ledgeco last night waiting for officers to turn up. He later received a call from the police requesting him to leave the complex. Mr. Lam rejected the request. Hong Kong's sole member of the Standing Committee of the National People's Congress from Hong Kong, Tam Yu Jung, says there's a need to enact Article 23 National Security Legislation. But he rejected claims that mainland officials were putting pressure on the SAR government to speed up the process. In an article published yesterday, Cheng Xiaoming, the director of the Hong Kong and Macau Affairs Office, said the lack of Article 23 legislation is why what he called radical separatist forces were intensifying in Hong Kong. He said the SAR should urgently consider passing the law. Speaking after a radio program, Mr. Tam said the legislation had been delayed for 22 years and that action taken by some people here had posed a threat to national security. But he said how and when the law should be enacted is a matter for the central and SAR governments. I don't think it is a pressure. Mr Jiang Xiaoming, he wants to emphasize about the need the article twenty four to part of the, uh, the law of Hong Kong because it would refer uh, quite a long time, 22 years, quite a long time. So uh, he wants to emphasize about this point, not, whether it is a pressure or what. Uh, I think the central government wanted to, to expect uh, we need to solve this problem. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. The Financial Secretary Paul Chan says investor confidence hasn't been severely affected by the protests. He said the Hang Seng Index had risen by 3% since May and there was ample liquidity in the banking system... Writing in his weekly blog, Mr. Chan said this is evidence that the one country, two systems principle had given Hong Kong a competitive edge. Looking ahead, Mr. Chan said business opportunities in the Greater Bay Area would now become a major focus for the financial services industry. There's no sign of a let-up in eastern Australia where firefighters are continuing to battle numerous bushfires in the states of New South Wales and Queensland. The BBC's Phil Mercer reports from Sydney. Cooler conditions are helping firefighters, but the danger in eastern
2: Australia is far from over. Authorities say they're likely to issue extreme fire warnings for a vast section of the New South Wales coast on Tuesday, as well as for inland regions. Areas around Sydney are considered to be particularly at risk. Queensland is also bracing for more hazardous conditions.
0: Residents have been warned that if they're threatened by fire, they may not get help. Saudi Arabia's state oil company, Saudi Aramco, has released the prospective for its initial public offering, which is expected to be the biggest stock market launch ever seen. The IPO will begin on November 17th, with an unspecified number of shares in the world's biggest oil company on sale at the Riyadh Stock Exchange. Up to 0.5% of the company will be offered to individual investors. Sports, football and a wrap-up of last night's Premier League action from the BBC's Sojo Osaka
2: well it was a big big win for Chelsea again really impressive though. 2-0 at home their victory against Crystal Palace today the goals coming from Tammy Abraham and Christian Pulisic uh, Chelsea never really troubled in this game Frank Lampard has got a uh, got a got a really good tune playing from his uh, out of his young team at the moment so if we just look at the other the other games as well as Chelsea uh, we've uh, got West Ham losing 3-0 away at Burnley they've uh, not one in six Premier League games now Newcastle winning at home against Bournemouth Uh, Tottenham could only manage a draw against Sheffield United now Southampton versus Everton was uh, a battle at the bottom of the table really Southampton really struggling their second bottom losing against Everton following a 9-0 home defeat last time you know some of their fans were given complimentary scarves before the game they threw them in disgust onto the field after that defeat manager Ralph Hasenhutel is under real pressure here's what he had to say
0: the players tr- try and and fight uh, and try to to win games uh, i cannot say that they don't invest a lot but in the moment we're not good enough it's taken it's it's told clearly on the fans but it, do you feel that it, you've
2: got the the strength and the stamina to to turn it around I have to. This is my job and uh,
0: I think uh, to be strong in that moment is uh, what I'm here for. And uh, I try to yeah, invest everything and, and uh, this is what we can do. Try to work hard and try to to, to, to get better and uh, I think we can play better than we play in the moment. In the late game, Leicester beat Arsenal 2-0 to move into second place ahead of Chelsea on goal difference and pile further pressure on Gunners boss Unai Emery. With a preview of tonight's Big Big Game, here's the BBC's John Bennett. It's the Premier League
2: game we've all been waiting for. Last season, Manchester City won the title after finishing just one point above Liverpool, and this weekend they meet at Anfield. It's only November, but it could already have huge implications in this season's title race. Leaders of Liverpool would go nine points clear of second place City if they win.
0: That game kicks off at half past midnight tonight, Hong Kong time. Runner Nick Butter, who's on a personal mission to set a world record, is running 196 marathons in 196 countries. It's taken him two years, but he's almost at the finish line, and he's set to finish his Running World Challenge in Athens later today.
2: I set off on this journey on the 6th of January 2018. Um, It's been uh, 673 days now that I've been on the road, um, running two, three, four, sometimes five marathons in five different countries each week. So, um, yeah, it's been incredible. You know, I've ran with some amazing people. It's always the people that make the journey incredible and uh, and the the places are just a bonus. Um, Obviously, this whole trip is to try and raise uh, £250,000 for Prostate Cancer UK,
0: to the news, are top stories once again. An international panel of experts says Hong Kong's police watchdog needs more powers if it's to conduct a rigorous inquiry into the policing of the protests here. The Democratic Party chairman, Wu Chi Wai, says he believes there'll soon be a top-level government reshuffle and a lawmaker spends the night in LegCo, thereby avoiding arrest. The news from RTHK.